Hello, beloved, and welcome to this podcast where we are looking at Bible prophecy, things that we need to know, specifically things that are happening all over the world. And as they happen all over the world that are connected to, to Bible prophecy in some other way, then we would like to look at those things. But there's also the part where we take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead we expose them in accordance to Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 11. Now, we are in a time that are unprecedented. It is a time in history, uh, specifically in the Middle East, uh, with regards to Israel and what is happening between Israel and Hamas. Uh, It is a time as we haven't seen for a very, very long time. Uh, Some uh, radio stations or television stations says that it is the the worst that has been seen since the Holocaust. Uh, some say uh, it can be compared to Yom Kippur, uh, the the war that was in 1973, uh, because it this this uh, war broke out not very long, well, 50 years and one day after the Yom Kippur war. So there's there's quite a few things that are happening in the Middle East, specifically surrounding Israel, and then the the day that has been called out by by Hamas one of the leaders apparently of Hamas uh, to call out for a worldwide jihad kind of thing where people need to stand in solidarity with Hamas and where Hamas is saying that they are retaliating because of what Israel has done to them and Israel is uh, saying that they are in war and retaliating because of what Hamas did to Israel in uh, on, on Saturday morning at half past six in the morning uh, on on the Sabbath and a Jewish holiday and what is what has happened the the slaughtering of people that has taken place and now through this week we've had the bombing of uh, of, of buildings in Hamas in in um, in the Gaza Strip. And we, we have seen and heard things, uh, specifically heard retaliation that needs to take place, revenge that has to uh, take place. There's been voices crying from both sides, um, from Israel and from the Palestinians, from Hamas. And we, we hear it and it's echoing throughout all of the earth. Now, there, there are some voices even within the church that is speaking about retaliation, that is speaking about things that the atrocities that has taken place uh, through the years, through the 75 years of occupation or 70 years of occupation that has been taken place, that there there should be a retaliation of Hamas or the Palestinians against Israel. And then the, the Israeli says, no, 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 you've overstepped the line now and there needs to be retaliation from Israel. And Hamas needs to be wiped off the face of the earth. Now, if we go to the scriptures, and, and beloved, that's, that's where we go. That's where I go. As I go to the scriptures, and not because I think I'm better than anybody else. I just believe that scripture is clear. And especially when we go to Matthew chapter 5, where we have Jesus Christ speaking uh, in the, um, on the Mount of Olives. And he, or the Sermon on the Mount, sorry, where he speaks about retaliation. And this is what Jesus has to say. 
He says in Matthew chapter 5, verse 38 to 42, and let me read it to you so that we can have a, a good understanding of what Jesus is saying. He says, You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. So we're looking at, let's call it Jewish history, uh, Jewish law, sorry. We're looking at the Old Testament. So the law basically established this kind of standard okay, as a principle for limiting retaliation. Okay, so to that which is actually just. And this is according to John MacArthur. All right, so basically the aim was to ensure that the punishment would fit the crime. So if somebody would take an eye, that person's eye would be taken. If somebody's tooth was taken, that person's tooth should be taken. So I, I think we need to maybe understand it within that context because the uh, Israel is a Jewish nation. They accept the Old Testament where this is law. This is what it says, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. All right. But what is being cry, uh, called out for is more than that, more than an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, because there are people who were not involved in the crimes, which means this is not a uh, something that comes before the, the judicial system and where a judge would sit down and listen to the, the evidence. And then at the end of the day, make a judgment and say, all right, that person's eye has been taken. So an eye for an eye. And that would be the judgment, and it would be a just judgment. What we're finding now is uh, innocent people dying on both sides because of retaliation. And it's not an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Uh, things are happening that are just, I, I don't even want to talk about it. And the reason why I don't want to talk about it is because it is really, it, it is not things that, that is easy to talk about. And it's happening where... People created in God's image are actually doing this to people created in God's image. It's human beings against human beings. And, and they call it retaliation. So when Jesus speaks about retaliation, he refers back to the Old Testament, né? Exodus 21, 24, and, and so on. And he says, you have heard that it was said. And remember in uh, the Sermon on the Mount, what Jesus is doing is he's laying the foundation for the kingdom of God, of which he is the king. So he's basically giving the instructions of what citizens of the kingdom should look like, what they should be doing, how they should live, what their conduct should be. So he says, it's true that in the Old Testament, we find that it's an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Then verse 39 of Matthew chapter 5, this is what Jesus says. He says, but I tell you not to resist an evil person. Okay, but whoever slaps you on your right cheek, turn the other to him also. Verse 40 says, if anyone wants to sue you and take away your tunic, let him have your cloak also. That means the top cloak, not just the, the cloak underneath, but also the cloak on top. So you give more than what has been asked when you are sued. And then it says in verse 41, it says, whoever compels you to go one mile, go with him too. And then in verse 42, he says, give to him who asks you and from him who wants to borrow from you, do not turn away. And here Jesus is laying solid foundation, okay, to what retaliation in the 
the kingdom of God, what it should look like. And, and, and what believers should be doing. All right. So, and remember, this is before Jesus died. Now, was buried and, and, and rose from the grave and poured out the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. So, this is before the church started. But still, the principle is exactly the same because when Jesus spoke to Nicodemus, he was speaking to Nicodemus about uh, being born again, right? In John chapter 3. And when he was speaking about John chapter 3, he expected Nicodemus to understand. And remember, Nicodemus was a Jew, which means he, he had the, the scriptures, not the Old Testament. And he was supposed to understand uh, what the rebirth was all about, what was being born again, what it was all about. That God would come and the Holy Spirit or God the Holy Spirit would take out the heart of flesh and place uh, the heart of stone and put in a heart of flesh. That God would, how can I say, recreate a person, change that person completely. And that would be the rebirth. Something would happen that is amazing. All right, so that's what God would do. And when somebody is then regenerated by God's Spirit, a citizen of the kingdom of God, that person would start living in accordance to the principles of the kingdom of God because that person is now not only seeing the kingdom, but that person can now enter into the kingdom in accordance to John chapter 3. So what we find here is Jesus giving this amazing, as the king of this kingdom, he is now giving the new rules. He's giving the instructions of what citizens of this kingdom should look like. So I want to encourage believers when it comes to retaliation to think biblically. And I'm talking about to think the way that Jesus wants us to think. And that is... Uh, in the Old Testament, obviously, it was an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. It's a good principle to use when it comes to, to, to lawful issues. Very, very good. But Jesus says, I tell you, not to resist an evil person, but whoever slaps you on the right cheek, what should our response be as believers? Turn the other cheek. All right? And when somebody sues you and to take your tunic, then what you do is you also give your cloak. And if somebody compels you to walk one mile, then you... Go with him two miles. Okay? And the principle doesn't stop there, or the instruction doesn't stop there. Jesus also says, you give to him who asks you. All right? And for the person that wants to borrow from you, don't turn that person away. Because we are citizens of a completely different kingdom. Beloved, we are not like the world. We don't think like the world. We don't function like the world. And in fact... We are in this world, but we are not from this world because we are now part of a different kingdom. We have a king. And our king is the Lord Jesus Christ, the king of the kingdom of God. And we obey his instructions. And what is his instructions? We should retaliate the way that he expects us to retaliate. And, and I've just shared it with you. But that's not all. The Apostle Paul, he comes along. In Romans, this is his letter to the Romans, remember, the Apostle Paul, inspired by the Holy Spirit. And this is what he writes in his letter to the Romans. Once again, the Apostle Paul, now we're talking about regenerated people. He's talking to the church in Rome. And he says to the church in Rome, in Romans chapter 12, verse 17 to 21, he says, Repay no one evil for evil. Here's the principle. Well, it's actually instruction. Eh? Do not repay evil for evil. All right. So don't do something evil against somebody that has done evil to you. That's what it boils down to. 
Don't get involved in this, this idea that, oh, evil has been done unto me. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to retaliate and I'm going to um, cause evil to come upon that person. Paul doesn't stop there. In verse 17, he continues to say, have regard for good things in the sight of all men. All right, so instead of uh, repaying evil for evil, what we need to do is to have regard for good things in the sight of all men. Of all people, the church of Jesus Christ needs to have regard for those things which are good. Then he says, if it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. So we need to live in peace with all people. It doesn't mean that all people want to live peaceably with us. But we need to live in peace with all people. Verse 19 says, Beloved, do not avenge yourself, but rather give place to wrath. Which means, do not avenge yourself. It's clear. Isn't that an instruction that is so clear that we cannot get past it? Speaking to the believers in Rome and saying to them, do not avenge yourself, but leave place for wrath. What is he talking about? What wrath is he talking about? He's talking about the wrath of God. Because now, again, he's referring back to the Old Testament. It is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. So when it comes to to avenge something, we do not repay evil for evil. That's not how it works. In the kingdom of God, uh, among the church, among those who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, Okay, we need to live, live peaceably as far as possible, as long as as much as it depends on us. We need to live peaceably with all men. But when it comes to vengeance, when it comes to evil that was done to us, we don't repay evil for evil. What we do is vengeance is given to the Lord. There is place for wrath and that wrath is the wrath of God, not our wrath. Okay, what we do is we abstain. We, we do not get involved in those things. Right, so vengeance is the Lord's. I will repay, says the Lord. Verse 20. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, the same principle as what Jesus had. Ne? Here Paul says, if your enemy is hungry, what do you do with your enemy? You feed your enemy. And beloved, these are not people that are enemies towards us because we've made enemies with them, they are our enemies because they hate us. Jesus said when um, that we will be hated by all people on the earth. We will be persecuted. Those who are citizens of the kingdom of God will be persecuted. We will be hated because they hated Jesus Christ first. Right, so th- those people who are our enemies, they are our enemies because they hate us. Because they want to hurt us. They want to do evil against us. Right? They don't want peace with us. They want to live in enmity against us. But if they need something to eat, if they're hungry, what should we do? The principle of the kingdom of God is feed them. It continues. It says, if that person is thirsty or if he is thirsty, what do you do? Give him a drink. Okay? But there's a principle that continues that says, for in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Now, these heap of, or the, let's say a heap of coals of fire on that person's head basically refers to an ancient Egyptian custom, they say, in which a person who, who wanted to show public uh, contrition would carry a pan of burning coals on his head. 
and the coals basically represented the, the burning pains of his shame and his guilt. So if a person that is your enemy, if you would heap burning coals on that person's head by giving them food when they're hungry, by giving them something to drink when they are thirsty, uh, the, the reason when they slap you on the right cheek, you turn the left cheek. If they force you to walk one mile, you walk two miles. If they want to take your undercoat, you give also the top coat. You know, that those kind of things. So what happens when we do these things? This is the principle of Jesus Christ as well. The kingdom of God is so different to the world and the way the world works. And even the way that the Old Testament, um, how can I say, uh, functioned or worked, where it's an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. The kingdom doesn't work like that. The kingdom of God is when my enemy is hungry, I feed him. When my enemy is thirsty, I give my enemy something to drink. And in doing that, what happens is that person will experience a sense of shame and guilt. Why would my enemy do this to me? I've been so evil towards that person. I've been doing so many things towards that person. Why would that person... Give me food to eat and something to drink when I'm hungry and when I'm thirsty. You see, beloved, the principle of the kingdom or the principles of the kingdom of God is so amazing and it's so different to the world that the world cannot accept it, the world cannot understand it, and the world cannot embrace it. It is something for the church. It's for you and me who believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and Him alone. But that's not what Paul ends. Paul ends in verse 21 with the following words. He says, Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Overcome evil with good. The principle of the kingdom. So don't be overcome by evil. Don't, don't allow evil to, to come and, and rest within your soul, within your heart. Don't let anger and rage and revenge and, and all these kind of things, don't allow it in your life. Don't allow anger in your life. Remember Ephesians chapter 5, uh, chapter 4? It says, be angry, but do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, on your anger. Don't allow these things in your life. So don't be overcome by, by evil. Don't be overcome by these things that are contrary to what God expects or what God wants from his citizens in the kingdom of God. But he says, overcome evil with good. And what is good? If my enemy is hungry, I give my enemy something to eat. If my enemy is thirsty, I give my enemy something to drink. If my enemy slaps me on the right cheek, that is evil, that's bad, then turn the other cheek. If my enemy takes me to court and wants to take my, my, my bottom cloak, then I also give my top cloak. So what they want to do for evil, what we do is we turn it for good. If they force me to walk one mile, I walk two miles. Right? If they, they need something and they want something, then I give it to them. Beloved, that's the principles of the kingdom of God. That's what makes believers, that's what make the, makes citizens of the kingdom of God different. That's what make, made Jesus of Nazareth, the Son of God, the second person of the Trinity, God the Son, that's what made Him so different. He was different to the way that even the Jewish people were, were used to because they had the law. Okay, so when the Jewish people now, when Israel now looks at the, the law, those who are, uh, let's say, Orthodox Jews or 
embrace the Jewish religion, when they look at the law, it's an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But beloved, the church says, no, 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 that, that's, that's what the, the law says. That's what the Old Testament says. It's a good principle so that uh, when the judgment takes place, that it's a good judgment that takes place, that the judgment is not worse than the crime that has been committed. But for us as believers, what do we do? We will take evil. Evil will not overcome us, but what we will do is we will overcome evil with good. By doing what? By giving food to my enemy. By giving something to drink to my enemy. By walking the extra mile if they force me to walk one mile. To give them also my overcloak and to also give them, um, how can I say, if they slap me on my right cheek, to also give them the left, left cheek. Do you, do you grasp the principle? Because, beloved, when we look at what's happening in the Middle East, when we look at what's happening between Russia and the Ukraine, when we look at all the, 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 the wars and the rumors of wars that Jesus prophesied in, in Matthew chapter 24, he, he said there's going to be wars and rumors of wars. He told us that ethnic, ethnic groups are going to rise up against ethnic groups and kingdoms are going to rise up against kingdoms. Jesus prophesied these things. So these things have been prophesied long in advance, but how do we act upon it? How do we react as believers? We react as citizens of the kingdom of God. And may the Lord really help us to be able to do exactly that. To act in such a way that is honoring to God, but that we act in such a way as betrays what it means to be a citizen of the kingdom of God. Jesus, when he started his public ministry, he said, Repent, for the kingdom of, of God is at, him, uh, at hand. Repent, for the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Beloved, we are citizens of the kingdom of God because we can see the kingdom, because we've been born again, we've been regenerated by God's Spirit, and we can enter the kingdom because we have been regenerated and because we can enter and because we can see the kingdom of God, we can also see the principles of our King, of Jesus Christ, and we can apply those principles to our lives and live in accordance to those principles. So I want to encourage each and every believer to, to really apply those principles and live in accordance to those principles, because that's what we are supposed to be doing. Thank you very much for listening. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and may he give you his peace. God willing, until next time, bye-bye.